0: and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator, Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCready.
1: Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by rain, total body fuel, I'm Neil McCready. That's Tyler Siski here on this January the 10th, a little, uh, little after 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we uh, prepare to get started on another year of uh, McCready and Siskey, powered by our friends at Rain Total Body Fuel with 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs electrolytes and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. So check them out on Instagram at rain body fuel to learn more.
2: Neil, I'm rocking the Kiwi rain today. Uh, I took some rain uh, to Nashville and it got me through the mornings. If I, if I would have had rain, total body fuel, all those previous years that I went to the convention and spent all day hurting, I'd have been a lot better shape. So it got me through the day. Bob, you the man. Appreciate you. Um, I, I basically went through all the flavors in four days there, there in Nashville. All right, Neil. Also, the Cooper Chevrolet chat is already bumping. It's about to be really bumping here in just a, a few minutes. Yeah. But I want to remind everybody in the Cooper Chevrolet chat that right now you can trade in and trade up and save over $12,000 off the brand spanking new 2024 Chevy Silverado crew cabs. Or you can get as low as 1.9% APR financing, plus no payments for 90 days. Claim $2,250 on top of your trade value when you trade in an eligible vehicle. Make sure you guys call 256-236-4481 and tell them that McCready and Siski sent you. It'll help us out.
1: All right. um, You ready to do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. All right, you... Uh, beep, 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 beep. Breaking news, breaking news. A lot of stuff happening in the National Football League here. Uh, today is Wednesday. Monday was Black Monday, but the, uh, the firings don't necessarily stop. On uh, Monday, there are still some teams that are out of it that have decisions to make as it pertains to their general managers, to their coaches. One of those teams yep. has one of the most iconic coaches in the history of football. So I received a a
2: text about 8.30 this morning or 9 o'clock this morning um, from somebody that said, hey, are you doing your podcast today? Mm -hmm. And I said, we actually are going to tape at 11 Mm o'clock. He then uh, sends me some information and then says, uh, why don't you break this on your pod today? And then I read said it was a screenshot. I read said text message and went, holy shit. I said, how sure are you? I mean, I said, come on now. I said, if I do this, I'm going to get killed. He said, you'll be fine. Do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Belichick will be fired from the New England Patriots today. Period. Period. That
1: was message, in message, point. That was the text, multiple Super Bowl champ, maybe the greatest head coach in the history of the National Football League. The Patriots are moving on from Bill Belichick today. is that what you're telling me That's what I'm telling. that's what I'm being told per sources per
2: sources, so I gotta put that per sources allegedly per sources so we don't get sued. I don't know how you get sued all that shit that's just, well, you won't you know, get what, you won't
1: get sued, but
2: um. I showed you the text message, who the text message was from. Um, I can't get any I, – I can't do it. I'm not – I don't – I can't get any physically closer to who told me that, and I know they know. I know that person knows. Yeah. You and I both know that person knows. Uh, that is as close of a source. Matter of fact, I'll go as far as say I don't know without – there's only one other person that <laughs> could know uh, better than I could, and that's probably Bill Belichick himself.
1: What's his legacy in New England?
2: I just, I don't. Here is what bothers me. Okay, I am a big Bill Belichick fan. Always have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope for the sake of the game that he's not done coaching, and I've been told he's not. Um, that he's he's going to try to do it some more, um, but he's he's what fifteen games short of being the all time wins leader as a head coach in the National Football League. In my opinion, that's how it needs to end. He needs to get 15. Like, I want his legacy to be he's the – there's no argument about he's the greatest. He's won the most games, the most Super Bowls, all that stuff. I, I don't want any any asterisk that says, oh, but he doesn't have this record. He needs to – I want uh, I want that for him. I mean, he's been a staple of my – you know, since I have can remember football. You know, I mean, I remember him all the way back with the Browns to, you know, I mean, he's been around. And he's just a hell of a football coach um, and the greatest to ever do it. You got Nick Saban's the greatest to ever do it in college, and Bill Belichick, without question, is the greatest to ever do it in pro football. Um, it's probably time for a change mm-hmm. more
1: than it is he's not a good football coach kind of deal, right? No, I think things get stale. and uh, You and I have talked about this before, when it's the same voice in the same building all the time you get tone deaf to the voice. It's the brilliance of Nick Saban that somehow, some way, his voice hasn't gone. And we all make jokes, well, there's no way it could happen to Nick Saban. Well, it happens to everybody. So why couldn't it happen to Nick Saban? It absolutely could happen to Nick Saban. You could get to a place where his voice just no longer resonates in that building. It absolutely could happen. The fact that it hasn't happened is – a testament to him and also to his ability to bring in fresh faces all the time. To me, it's the biggest difference between Saban and Belichick is that Belichick has had a tendency to rely upon uh, recycled voices, bringing them back into the building, back into the building, back into the building. Whereas Sabin has never been really hesitant or reticent to bring in completely new voices that had not been in that building before and letting them in that building. And I think it's kept things fresh. I think it's the biggest difference between the two men.
2: You know, I think Nick has an advantage because of the age of the player that he's. Sure. You know, and they're very impressionable still at that age, and you're making them basically. I know they're legal adults, but you are making them. You're in that transition from
1: childhood to manhood, yeah, and you're in an thought. You're an authority figure. Yeah. Right? If, if you're the if you're the <clears throat> Titans, and you walk into the Titans building, Mike Vrabel, who was fired earlier this week, you don't call him Coach Vrabel. They're yeah. pros. You say, "Hey, Mike." Yeah. You know, when you walk into you're more peers than you are mentor relationship. Yeah, you walk into Bryant Denny, I, I'm I'm going to guess that the, the freshman linebacker that walks into the building doesn't say, Hey, what's up, Nick? Yeah. Probably didn't quite go no, that way. No, you know, so there is a difference.
2: Sure. No, I, the, uh, the only person that I can remember calling Nick Saban, Nick, like in a staff meeting in front of other people was Joe Pendry. That was, that was, that was <laughs> yeah. the only, only one. Now, Joe's, Older than Nick, you know they worked together for forever. Joe's a legend. Uh, Nick beat the hell out of
1: him, right there in front of everybody. No, Uh-uh. no, <laughs> Joe's his guy. Yeah,
2: Joe's Joe's the man. Joe's the Joe's the guy. So, uh, but
1: just uh, All right, let me let me address this real fast. Yep. As we're talking about these people, not to get away from Belichick, but there were some rumblings earlier this week. There are rumblings every every year this time that hey, this is the off season that Nick Saban walks away. You were just in Nashville at the AFCA. Is there any part of you that wonders if this might be the off where Nick Saban walks away, or do you think he will definitely be back if his heart is beating in twenty twenty five? Yeah, he came back. He he's 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 recharged. He's ready to go for at least one more. Okay, so they
2: they can squash them. He would have already done it by now. He's he's back. He's he's grinding already. All right. Um, he, he he found what he he went to his dark you know uh, the Aaron
1: Rodgers dark place and came out recharged, ready to go again. All right, let me throw another one at you. Kirby Smart. Yep. He's won two titles at Georgia. Just came off a of one-loss season. Won the Orange Bowl by, I don't know, I think it was 307 points against uh, Florida State. Nothing against Florida State. They 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 had every reason in the world to be checked out of that game. Is there any part of Kirby Smart, in your opinion, based on what you've heard, is there any part of Kirby <laughs> Smart that has an NFL itch that he wants to scratch?
2: A lot of smoke, Neil McCrady. Um wow. That was uh that was probably the most eye-opening thing in Nashville. Um it was like the first day I had no less than four coaches that don't know each other. Mhm. Um tell me that Kirby Smart was going to be the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And and coaches don't gossip like schoolgirl children when you're together. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty Usually, where there's smoke, there's fire, kind of thing. Um, to the point where I was told it could happen between the next twenty-four to forty-eight hours. Um, in this certain, in this particular case, um, I can't make this up. I was told that this was what was funny. Um, you know, Lane Kiffin and I don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We have a very similar sense of humor sometimes. His troll game was strong this weekend. About 18 hours to 20, about 18 hours after I heard that stuff, Lane Kiffin had a tweet out there about saying, like, he's heard it too. Yeah. He's probably heard it from similar circles. Sure. Um, So he was probably half trolling but Mm -hmm. probably half poking the bear a little bit. Um, That's not a good bear to poke if the guy stays, though. But there's other, you know, I guess Jimbo's gone now. So he doesn't have anybody to tweet at. So he's going after Quinshon, <laughs> and Kirby. I guess yeah. this is new targets. Uh, but at least
1: he respects one of them. That was
2: great. Uh, I had his Twitter game was strong this weekend. Had me almost made me wreck yesterday with his uh, Derek Henry tweet. God, that was great. That was great. I, I actually I laughed really hard. That was ten out of ten. Um, that was just. But I did. That was more dragging than it was trolling. Yeah. I did I know some other sources on that on that particular one too, so that I know very well. So I think you're gonna see his name floated around a little bit. I don't anticipate him leaving Georgia. Okay. I think there there's some um probably some ulterior, ulterior uh, alternate ulterior <laughs> motives. well alternate motives. Golly, rain hadn't kicked in yet. It's been long, I've been tired. Uh three letter motives. To start with the letter n in with the letter l yeah second letter i uh to try to get that pumped up a little bit i can see that so i think that's the root of that but i don't anticipate him leaving at all but his name probably will be floated you never say never but i think the uh the loss to alabama kind of reset the reset the uh batteries over there too you know it was very evident in the bowl game even though they they played a junior high team that had nobody left to play. All right. Um while we're on coaching firings in NFL, we, you just mentioned it. Mike Vrabel gets let go of the Titans. Like, what in yeah, the I didn't get this one. I don't understand. Here's it. what happened you have a new owner, right? And they want to get their guy in there. You just what are we doing? So probably what's gonna happen is Mike Vrabel will probably imagine he'll he'll be talked to in, in New England probably pretty quickly. Um, But that's just crazy to me. And just no foresight in the NFL. Okay, how about this? You got the guy under contract. Why would you – and you know – who are you getting this better than Mike Vrabel? That's the first time I've heard an owner say it was basically, you know, they wanted Carthon and Vrabel to be on the same page, and there seemed to be some disagreements there. I mean, how many times do you get a GM picked over a head coach by the owner? I mean, that doesn't happen very often, especially in a market like the Titans.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Chicago Bears making a change on their offensive staff. They fired yeah, all offensive of coordinator Luke Getze. But apparently they're not firing the head coach. Nope. They're changing, changing assistants,
2: and they're leaving the head coach. So that's them. All right. The other jobs are open. I just didn't understand the Titans deal. Um, but uh, they'll go get somebody, I guess. I mean, it's the NFL. Uh, the Raiders Antonio Pierce I think in my opinion has done a a phenomenal job since he's taken over I would almost be shocked here's what I've I've actually been told with with uh, the Raiders is that uh, Davis is kind of all in he's trying to go get Harbaugh if he can't get him he is going to hire Antonio
1: Pierce I I don't think he's going to get him so what was the word in Nashville on the heels of Michigan winning the national title Jim Harbaugh's Won a national championship now. He's been through all the he stuff. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. I think that's one of the worst kept secrets
2: out there. And then, you know, I think he gave the Michigan fans hope with the way he commented about well, we've got spring practice starting in February. And they're like, oh, you're gonna be here. Um but
1: Does Michigan promote from within?
2: All right. There's a lot of debate on there's a lot of this is about fifty fifty. A lot fifty fifty that they promote uh Shrine Moore mm-hmm. to head coach. Yeah. Fifty-fifty, um, they don't. And in the event that they don't, you know, I think Brian Kelly is going to be the head of that list. Yeah. And then here you go. You're creating a shit storm
1: of of uh, coaching movement. Well, multiple people in Baton Rouge, including my friend Matt Moscona, who's pretty dialed in on things like this, says that Brian Kelly would absolutely leave LSU for Michigan. I agree. I think he would.
2: I think he's a phenomenal football coach, and. I just I just think he would. His family's not crazy about Baton Rouge. Yeah, I don't know that. I do. Yeah. I know his son, though. His son's a good dude. His son's on staff. Young guy, he's good. Uh, got I a mean, chance to visit him. It's culture shot. South Bend to Baton Rouge. Yeah. Or hell, anywhere to Baton Rouge. But you got to think, I mean, he was the head coach at Grand Rapids. Is that right? Grand Rapids, was that the first one? I'm not sure. But he was the head coach at Central Michigan. I know that. Then he went to Cincinnati, so he spent. Yeah, he's August a Midwestern he's, guy. He's been in the area his yeah, whole life, sure, so of I mean, naturally, you know that would be. And you have to put yourself in my situation. Like if I was in my situation, okay, I've spent my whole life in the southeastern United States, mm-hmm. and if all of a sudden I left and took a job in, you know, Idaho. Or Syracuse. You know, and then yeah. I got an opportunity to come to a great job back home. Yeah, I I would do it.
1: Well, especially when Aaron's like, you know, I miss the South and Close to the family. Are, the kids are like, I miss grandparents and blah blah blah. He's, of course, sure.
2: Makes total sense in the world. In the Cooper Chevrolet chat, big man said yes, Tyler, Grand Rapids, thank you. I knew it was something like that. He won, you know, which is Michigan. So he's been he's been up in that area uh a ton. And so um he's a hello ball coach, man. He, I mean, he's Proves it year in, year out. But I think, uh, speaking of Harbaugh, I I think this is probably the most likely landing spot. Now, this Belichick thing is going to throw a wrench in everything. It's going to throw a wrench in Harbaugh's tune. Uh, The Chargers can probably, I mean, I make two calls and figure it out. I'm a Harbaugh or I'm Belichick or I'm bust.
1: Of course, the question is, are the Chargers suddenly going to pay top head coaching dollar? Because they haven't. They
2: haven't, but you do for this. Well, I would think. I mean, if you're paying... You're paying two hundred and fifty million dollars for a quarterback you can pay fifteen twenty percent of that for a uh, big oh, time head coach hundred percent so um i think it's gonna be a uh a charger's battle for harbaugh harbaugh and Belichick and then they'll go um the commanders obviously their job is open um nothing there i would look i would look for uh I don't know what I would have told you before this morning. I would have told you Vrabel would probably end up there. Um, I don't know that now. Obviously with the Panthers, I mean with the uh, Patriots going to be open, Um, and then the Falcons. Here is the thing with the Falcons, and I know GJG is big Falcons fans. He's he's probably in the chat somewhere or whatever, but the Falcons are they they need a quarterback. Mm -hmm. But let's 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 put the Falcons with a quarterback they got pieces to be successful if they get a big time quarterback. Now the question is is okay are we going to draft one because they're in that kind of funky mode where they're not going to be able to go unless they trade they're not going to be able to go get a Drake May or a Caleb Williams, okay? Are mm-hmm. you and for all the gurus out there that 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 watched one game um in the semifinals against Texas, and thought Michael Penix Jr. was going to be a, a top five pick, top ten pick, going to be a big time. And then, and then all of a sudden, your your opinions changed after <coughs> after Monday, and because you put all this credit, we were, we're such a immediate society. Recency credit, bias, recency bias, mm-hmm. uh, deal. I mean, are there are there besides those two quarterbacks? Are there any other quarterbacks in the in the draft that you feel like you can win a Super Bowl with?
1: Uh.
2: That you're gonna get mid, you know, Jaden Daniels. I mean, maybe, mm-hmm. but I mean, we're you're almost gambling like CJ Stroud, right? You may hit, you may hit lightning in a bottle, but this time last year, hell, I was one of them. I wasn't sold on CJ Stroud, and all of a sudden, he ends up being cat's meow, right? So maybe, but maybe not. Why not just go trade for a, a one that's legit, or go get one that's a free agent? What well, but the Bengals getting a jake browning trade Mm, that's a good question played really well down the stretch probably at this point in time probably a five or later if they got rich could get a four for him which would you do it if you're i mean he he's he'll be a starting quarterback somewhere somebody's gonna do that yeah i give up a four for him and that would be considered rich probably they're not gonna get anything better than that yeah because they know that you know, there's they got value there. They can they can figure that one out. Um, and then the last two I got on here I want to talk about. One's the Panthers. Dude, the Panthers, man, you you watch. At the end of the day, they're gonna be the ones they will get they'll end up probably getting an assistant, I imagine, or somebody that just doesn't have a job. That owner has single handedly turned I mean, no, what coach wants to go work for that guy? Mm mm. Mm mm. I mean, he's running through head coaches, and, and if I'm an owner, right,
1: I gotta hire people that I trust, and then I gotta leave them alone. If I hire you to be my football personnel guy, you're my football personnel guy. That's that's the, this is the problem with with when ownership melt gets involved. medals. yeah, you you're rich, but you're not rich because of your ability to evaluate football players. So stay in your lane. <laughs> Hire people who are good at that. And if they want to hire C.J. Stroud instead of Bryce Young, you have two choices as the owner. Sign off on it or fire the personnel director. Because if you're that hardcore that, nope, 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 I want Bryce Young. All right, well, then what the hell do you even have a personnel guy for? Put your name on it. Don't put his name on it. Put your name on it. I'm not picking on Bryce here, but obviously... It was, it's known now that the front office of the, of the Panthers wanted to take C.J. Stroud. Well, then, you either have to let them or you have to fire them. Because if you're, if you're going to say, no, 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 you're going to hire this guy. They, they don't believe in this guy. They believed in that guy. So you're starting off behind the eight ball already. Nothing against Bryce. No, I'm not. It's I'm not, not about Bryce. I'm not ready to say he's a bust. No, either. no, it, and it's not about Bryce. After second year, I will. It's, but it's not about Bryce. It's you wanted this guy. And so if you're ownership, you have to say, okay, hey, draft him. I'm signing off on it. But understand that if you're wrong, it's your ass. Okay, now we're all on the same team. We're all on the same page, and everybody gets the score. And so in the event that you were to do that and you take C.J. Stroud and he's a bust, as you walk out the door, you're like, well, they can't. we can't say we weren't warned. No. Right? Everyone's on the same page. Well, that's how, and that's the Panthers' problem is that you can see it. They're not on the same page. That well, is in that the, league,
2: it won't work like that. The number one breakdown of organizations is lack of communication. Yeah. And you don't have to agree with somebody, but you got to be on the same page. 100%. Like, if you want to I mean, there's many meetings that you go into. Like, somewhere down the road, somewhere along the line in football – and I'm talking about from personnel to coaching. Somewhere down the line, in the last, I would say probably ten years, somewhere in the last ten years, there there used to be this understanding, and this is one of the very first lessons I was taught uh, by my mentors as a football coach: is Hey, look, we're going to go in this meeting, and you're going to be asked for your input on ideas. Okay, and you're going and you're and there's going to come a time where you firmly believe in in a in a play. Okay. Hey, we're gonna go in here and we're mm-hmm. and we're game planning, okay? And you and you're really passionate about this play or this protection or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. And you're gonna go in there and you're gonna get on the board in front of the staff and you're gonna put this plan together and you're gonna put all this hard work in it. And mm-hmm. by God, you're going to believe that this is going to the work. Sure. And the guy in charge, whether it be the coordinator or the head coach, is going to say, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. We're doing this. Mm -hmm. And you may look at what he thinks, and he's your boss, he's the head coach or he's the coordinator or whatever, and you're going to look at that and you're going to like, that's the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. We're going to get sacked. We're at this play. We're going to be a pick. Whatever. It's not going to work. But as the coach, it is your duty. If you want to be in a – it is your duty – that when you leave that building, when you leave that office mm-hmm. and you, you're you leaving that office and when you get on the board in your position room and you start drawing it up,
1: you sell that you play sell like, it's that like it's the freaking greatest thing that's ever been invented. And you run that play enough times that you believe in it. And if you can't, and if you don't, resign. Correct. If you can't put, if if, if the head man says we're running play 42, Okay. Whatever. And right. You're like, I think play 42 sucks. I can't talk myself into play 42. Okay, walk away. And so if you get in there
2: and go, because players are not dumb, they're smart. If you get in that room and you draw up and you're drawn up like, look, we're going to run this. You know, it's not going to work, but
1: we're going to run it. It's not, then you, you, you did it to yourself. You,
2: you killed it. The right. players aren't going to execute the play. Right. Right. So you may, you never give it a chance. And so somewhere down the, down the, in the last 10 years, that that whole character trait or whatever you want to call that has disappeared in the profession. And uh, if I had any advice to young coaches, that would be that would be one of them. But um, sell it like it's your own, man. But that's the same thing, communication, getting everybody
1: on the same page. My advice would be to get Game Changer patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, Ready for your next play? Check them out at GameChangerPatch.com. dot com. Oh yeah, man, we're already on social media. We're kicking it. Just so you know. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, what do people say? I don't know. You getting attacked? Um, I had. You know when it says you have ninety nine plus mentions? Yeah. I just had ninety nine plus mentions. <laughs> I hit the I hit the notifications button. and It went. Brrr. I saw. I'll have to go back and look at them later. I don't know. It's pretty good. Yes, I don't see that particular tweet oh no i think somebody is listening oh and then tweeted it but they did they did say per tyler Siski. they did put my name on it so hey okay
1: yeah well i appreciate you so now you wait you wait for a confirmation i'll get freaking hammered you watch
2: (laughs) 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 but look hey it's gonna happen all right um all right we got play are you are you glued into the playoffs this weekend uh yeah. And and hey, you, I'm I'm glued you, into five of the six games. Hey, by the way, I had to me and my man Dave Shoemate that's Mach Ten Sports. Yeah. He was with me in Nashville. Had me cracking up. Somebody left a uh I was trying to listen to the podcast you were doing, I think on Monday, and we were sitting at the booth and we were late and so I This go, is my solo podcast? No, no, no. This was uh with Chase that With morning? chase Monday morning. Okay. So we were a little late, and so you know how people can put comments at the bottom of a YouTube video? Yeah. Somebody said this was had me – I mean, I I almost threw up. I was laughing so hard. It said, Neil, quote, like, I will be so locked in on this uh, South Alabama-Troy game Wednesday night. And then it said, also, Neil, I don't care nothing about the 14-0 Michigan number one versus number two, 14-0 Michigan versus Washington national championship game. Oh, yeah. This is Celtics and the
1: Pacers. That's true. (laughs) I didn't watch it. I had, uh, (coughs) I had, I had thunder with the thunder plane, thunder wizards were on, (laughs) had thunder wizards on. And then I got into Celtics Pacers, which was an absolute gem of an NBA game. Look, I like the NBA. I'm, 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 I'll be unapologetic. I will be the guy that tells you that unlike a lot of people like these diehard college football guys, and I'm not criticizing, I'm not, but I'm, I'm, I'm. I am a guy that over the course of the football season gets footballed. Yeah, I I, get, you. I you know, not everybody's that way, and that's okay. But I kind of get that way. I get to a point where I'm not as interested in this game as you think I should be. And the truth was I felt like Michigan would win. I felt like Michigan would probably win comfortably, and I wasn't particularly interested in it. And so had someone told me, First part of the fourth quarter, this game is a masterpiece. I would have flipped to it, but nobody told me that. And when I checked Twitter a couple of times, nobody was really talking about it. And I'm like, I'm not really missing anything. And so I didn't. And, and you know what? I don't think I did. I, we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about it real,
2: real quick before we go, because I'll, I'll talk about it later anyway, but I'll go ahead and knock this out. Um, Jim Harbaugh, national treasure. Michigan was just so much better up front. That's where that game was
1: won and lost. But I, I'm I'm desperate to see the people saying you're getting throttled on Twitter. I I'm, I'm go ahead, talk. Am I'm, I getting I'm, hammered? I'm, I'm I'm about to find it. Um are they saying I'm getting hammered on Twitter? Yeah, they're saying you're being throttled
2: on Twitter. Oh, right I, right? I, well, you know that's coming. Yeah. I knew that when I said it. Um Hey guys. Good to see you. Um so, can we already can we read mean tweets before like we're not even through the show? But no, that game was one up front. Um, here's the thing: Michigan about did it in the in the semifinals. They let out Al- that that the halftime of the Alabama game. It felt like Michigan was up like 21 points when they're only up three. It felt like they were up 55 points at halftime against Washington. They were up seven. They ran duo, which is a an inside zone type play where you're doubling. To for I guess layman's terms you're we call it you're doubling the downs you're creating double teams in a zone pattern um and really not worried about the linebackers trying to create movement they were running that against uh like literally the both long touchdown runs that number 7 had um were off the same play and then Corum had the long whatever how long he ran 70 yards where it was they had they ran it 3 times for like 140 yards or something stupid and they get down and they got like third and four at like the plus 20 something. And they like, they start like throwing the ball. Like, turn. I would have lined up in 14 personnel and ha- or even brought in an extra offensive lineman. And I would have ran that play until they like attempted to stop it. They did not stop that play the entire night. And my other, here's a good life advice for all young coaches out there since I found out we have a ton of coaches listening. If you find something that works, wear that shit out. Run it in as many formations and looks as you can do in personnel groupings. If you find something that works, <coughs> hammer that shit. Don't try to go, well, you know, we practiced this play. It looked really good on the board or film. Let's, try, let's run it because we practiced it. No. When you find something that works, you wear that shit out until they can stop it. They had no chance. I'm not even joking when I tell you this. They Michigan could have ran duo every single play of that game and would have scored a touchdown on every possession. They had no chance of stopping it. They were fitting it wrong. They were formational to death. They were they just couldn't – I mean, the safeties were all over the place and run fits. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had no chance of stopping that play. So, they had corners trying to fit, and they were getting ran through like shit through a tin horn. I mean – and then they, they almost made it a game – Um until the they decided to start running it again late in the third, they went almost a quarter and a half without running it. But anyway, what my what's my what's my Twitter looking like over there? It's okay.
1: There, there, there question there are a few people that are reminding you of your DeAndre Hopkins prediction. Oh, this is true. Um, and then hey, but can I tell you something about that one? Uh, sure.
2: On the DeAndre Hopkins was done. They just didn't pay his ass. And it, he almost it's like a it's like a, a a portal kid that commits and hasn't enrolled in class yet and gets paid a little bit more to go the other place Uh, with no state taxes. The state taxes had
1: a little piece on that one. You know the other thing that happens on the portal that's interesting, and this is happening a lot at a number of places, guys are showing up to the place where they committed to uh, get started. And anytime you move to a place, like what are the things on the checklist that you must do? You move to a place – Let's say you move today to Boise. Okay. What's the first thing you got to do in Boise? As, I'm, as a human being or a student athlete? As a human being or student athlete, Student athletes are human beings. You're not
2: going to live go, in
1: the complex. I would
2: go move my stuff into the complex.
1: Okay. After that, you have to find a place to... Well, that's what I'm saying. Move my stuff. Move, find Live. Move my live. stuff in my dorm. Yeah. Right. Okay. What if you don't have a dorm? Apartment or whatever. House? One of, are, One of the, the things that's happening... <laughs> That's pretty interesting. I'm not playing this game too well, Neil. <laughs> right. You have to find a place to live. If I yeah. move to Boise today, the very first question is, where am I putting my head on the pillow tonight? Yeah. Right? Where Where, 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 where is my shelter? Okay. Okay? Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but inflation has kicked in. It has. Yes. At a lot of places. Except for Quick U and Rivals. <clears throat> yeah, Rivals. The price will never change. It's the same price that it was literally the morning after when Washington did the, hey, we just crossed the Delaware, take advantage of the sale here. It's the same price. Um, People are moving to these places and rent is more expensive than they thought it would be. And they're asking for more and it's creating. Oh, it's creating issues. This is happening multiple places.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: The, uh... Because yes. it's not like these guys are moving to town and they're getting just a two-bedroom apartment to share with their buddies. Nope, they've got money in their hands. They want to live in a nice place. They want to rent a house well' dude, there's are no, you familiar with the housing market uh, rent, personally, yes, I am. <laughs> rent is up
2: well it and especially like yeah any kind- anytime you rent a house if you're renting anything like a fa- basically what they're looking for like a family kind of house like a nice house dude you first get hammered i mean you you're gonna pay what roughly uh it used to be like a dollar a square foot if not. And in this town, it's probably a thousand dollars over
1: a yeah. dollar uh, a square foot Well, in a lot of these hot college towns there, there just aren't a lot of places to live. There's not a lot of rental properties to choose from.
2: No, there, I can tell you this because as a coach in this town, uh, the rental market is very difficult Yeah, in this town. And so when I was here the first time, I, I uh, and y'all were mostly dealing with apartments, yeah. But I'm saying, for me personally, right, I, right, I had right. a, I lived in a house for nine months, right, right. And so, for me to sell it and make money, I'd have to pay taxes on it or whatever. And so, I rented it out, um, and I couldn't get the word rent out of my mouth fast enough. And had somebody in it, you know, you know, I want that house, I want that house, because there's just it's very difficult to find houses um, in this town. Uh, and so, I was able to rent it out until I I sold it the month before I came back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that that sucked. It was my favorite house too. How about that? It was one of those that when we got so we got the job here, and then we got to be a part. It was being built, but we got to do some things because it was the early part of construction. You know, so we yeah. got to move some stuff around and do some things in the construction. Didn't really build the house, but the finishing and stuff like that. Yeah. So I felt kind of with that house. Got to live in it nine months, and then and then. Was, my plan was to sell it i just didn't realize i was ever coming back, so sold that thing in october and got offered a job in november <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was fun all right uh we'll finish up playoffs we'll we'll come back to the n f l playoffs at the end let's talk uh let's talk a little bit about the uh We we've, we've touched on some things um and let's switch a little bit to some things coming up so uh I told you this uh, privately, I guess I will tell it. Is, I thought it was hilarious. Um, so you go set up, you know, we had a, a, I guess a booth is what it's called. You go set up for Quick You, and we're in there and in the convention hall <clears throat> and you set it up on Saturday, you come back and it opens like, I think it was like nine o'clock, I think on Sunday. And so we get there, you know, they let us in the doors a little early. We get there, I get everything my computer set up and all that stuff, get a cup of coffee, crack a rain, ready, cranked up, ready to go. At nine oh one, I had the first visitor to my staff to my table, and it was the NCAA enforcement staff. was <laughs> what well, came to came to the Quick You booth at at nine oh one on a Sunday morning. So that that was a fun conversation. Uh, they listened to the show. They told you. To, they told me to tell you, Hey Neil, awesome. So they're they're. I don't know if they're big fans of the show, but they definitely listen to the show. <laughs> In other words, I gathered that from I gathered that from the conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah. They weren't crazy. Yeah. yeah,
2: just let you know we're listening. Okay. So hey guys, hey, hope everything's good up in Indy. Miss you guys. Let's
1: get this shit fixed. You no, know, we'd love to come up sometime and have a have a shrimp cocktail. Yeah,
2: do we can do a live. Hey, can we do a live show from one of the committee meetings, from a rules committee meeting? That would be epic.
1: Well, that would be epic. But that's not happening. You don't think it'll happen? There's a better chance of us being able to do a live show from like Saint Elmo.
2: I think I said... You ever that,
1: been to St. Elmo's? No. Oh, it's good. Do you like shrimp cocktail? Dude, I, yeah, I eat anything. You ever had the, the spicy? So you've never had the St. Elmo's shrimp cocktail?
2: Okay. Oh, I've had shrimp cocktail. I mean, is there any... I mean, there's shrimp's kind of like chicken. I mean, what do you do to it well, to there, make it different? Well, there's shrimp
1: cocktails, like, super spicy. It's got a lot of... Like the cocktail sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a ton of horseradish in it. It's delicious. Well, I would be all over that.
2: So I, I call it... So I'm from the coast... Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a big oyster guy, right? I'm yep. not from the coast, but I live on the coast most of my life. Big oyster guy, raw oyster guy. Like, I like my cocktail sauce damn near pink. That I have so much horseradish in it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't even, you know, my buddies say, you can't even call that cocktail sauce anymore. Like, I order extra horseradish mm-hmm. and um, and just drowned it to where it's literally pink. So, I call it Cisco sauce. Okay. Like, it'll it'll open you up. Like, when you were sick. Yeah. It'll brought you back from the dead. It'll wake your ass I up. I was her. almost there. It'll wake your maybe ass. Maybe that's up what there. I should have done was gotten some Dude, horseradish. Maybe, maybe, maybe since this episode is brought to you by the Biden Harris administration 2024. Yeah. Maybe that's the secret cure. Horseradish. Lots of horseradish.
1: I don't know. Could be. Okay. I hope to never get to that place again where I have to try.
2: All right. Uh talking with the coaches at the convention, a lot of portal, a lot of NIL talk. Okay, as you could. Probably guess and imagine. Um, one thing that I like to peel the curtain about, uh, back about, is uh, the black market is still running
1: wild. And I was like, basically, runners want age. Runners want visit fees. That's and, what. That's what this is. The runners and the 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 hangers on on these people. They want they want to get paid a fee to to agree to the visit.
2: Yeah, so you got uh one one good story I heard was like uh there was a uh there was a runner who tried to get a head coach to donate eight thousand dollars to his eight thousand dollars to his uh nonprofit so because he, he was a life coach. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? What are we? What are we doing? He goes. I'm his life coach and advisor. I can uh-huh. advise him, and he's like, "What are you?" It's like, "He just, you know, he, that's just a very odd thing." So it was just, it was, it was hilarious. But here's where the under table, the money's going. All right, all right. Yes, it's about visits and all that stuff. There is a ton of under table, under the table money keeping kids, from, especially portal kids, from taking the next visit. So yeah. Um, and that under the table money is tax free American dollars, according to the, well, I shouldn't say tax free American dollars are probably embezzlement <laughs> charges in there somewhere, but it are, uh, tax evasion charges. But I- anyway, it's, uh, a lot of the under table money is being spent on keeping kids from visiting other places, especially in the portal.
1: Yeah.
2: And, uh, especially during this cycle and you kind of already knew it, but it's been really confirmed. If you want somebody in the portal, you better be first. Don't, this is, it's totally the opposite of high school recruiting. It gets harder if you're not first, no question. High school recruiting, you know, you spent, you want to be the last person to
1: see them. Mm-hmm. Portal recruiting, you want to be the first one to see them. It's back in the stone age, man. Don't even talk about those days. That's over.
2: But no, the high school recruiting does still exist. Just to a lesser degree. Just to, to a lesser degree. But in that, when you're recruiting a high school kid, you want to be last. Recruiting a portal kid, you want to be first. So it's like, it's completely, you flip your strategies based on the the, the age of the kid um, and then the other thing I learned is the numbers are still inflated. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, well, because
1: it only takes one school to raise the number.
2: That's it. But I, I talked to a bunch of people, um, and asked about specific players and, uh, for our, all of our Ole Miss fans in here. Um, and I put it in quotes down here, Neil, cause that was exactly what I was told, is that <clears throat> Quinshawn Junkins, Judkins, I get killed for pronouncing it. Quinshawn Judkins. I get killed for pronouncing I know how I see his name every day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> got almost, quote, almost to the same amount, end quote, of what he was being paid last year at Ole Miss. That was the quote that I got.
1: I've heard a number of what he got at Ohio State, and if it's true, it's a slight bump. That, that was uh what i was told so it was around
2: it was actually the quote was almost to the same what he was getting paid at old miss last year mm-hmm. that was what i was told um the um next big thing that was seems to be a lot of confusion with fans um is when do kids get locked in uh there are coaches that are confused on this um and when you get locked in is you get you get locked in by actually going to class when the regu- when you, the regular scheduled spring semester starts. So if you have a mini mester, that doesn't lock necessarily lock you in. So if you if you if you have a mini mester that you're taking some online class in, you're not locked in until like the first day of classes. Um I saw someone on your board earlier that somebody was asking about the uh Etienne, the, the Georgia running back. Well they started classes on the eighth, which was Monday, so he he would be locked in. But and you know, yeah, if, their
1: last drop at ad, ad date is like the thirteenth.
2: But all he has to do is he goes to class on the eighth and they and they have him in the class. Right. He he's they're locked in. Um I say they're locked in, locked in and this new rule really doesn't matter after after six months. But um but that's that's about to lock in on that. Um I think you'll find this interesting, Neil. Uh a lot of co the the calendar and the rules have affected the coaching carousel. And we had talked briefly about it, how there wasn't a lot of movement. Remember I was talking about mm-hmm. that like a month ago, you know, in December there's just not a lot of movement. Um, heard thousands. I mean, I felt like everybody was talking about this. Coaches, coaching changes are going to occur <laughs> like now. Because coaches don't want to fire and move coordinators and assistants until the first day of class starts because they're scared to death that they're going to have somebody go in the portal. <coughs> so they're trying to keep their coaches until they can get the kids <coughs> locked in before they make if – a, if a kid's tied to somebody, yeah. they're trying to keep those coaches until the first day of class and they're starting to move on. There's about to be a ton of movement in the college college uh, coaching world uh, with coordinators and assistants and all that stuff. Uh, so I thought that was a little bit – a little bit uh, different there, um, that's been going on, and uh, I'm sure. And I, I apologize because I've been I've been in a different world for the last four or five days. Uh, got a lot of Auburn fans on here, grind. And I, I saw grind earlier. Um, Auburn is making uh, like we actually talked about in December that there were changes coming. They've made significant changes, obviously, with an offense and defensive coordinator in the last couple days, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot more coming. There's a lot more coming, and I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of them didn't happen today. There's going to be a
1: lot of changes. Look at you just calling for news today. News, yeah.
2: breaking news. Bill, Let's go, Bill today. Belichick.
1: Auburn making coaching moves today.
2: Yeah, there's going to be some. There's going to be some moves. Uh, he, he's he's going to do it i think uh after a year of doing it somebody else's way he's he's had enough he's going to do it his way he will be calling well, plays he might 20- as well because it's his job should have done it from the first time i agree you're not going to get forever he will be calling plays in 2024 um 100 percent. and i think that's already been reported but that will happen and it should be happening you know i, I i've said it i'll say it again um He's one of the best in game play callers I've ever been around. He sees the field differently he he's he's good and they need that and there was some some they they will they will be better I don't know i mean they'll be better to the point to where it'll it's not going to get where the Auburn fans probably want it to be uh what the expectation is around there because it's championship or bust you know they're they're just one they're just one season away they're they get a little Florida vibes every once in a while around there. Um, but he will be calling plays um, and it'll be interesting to see the guys that that end up going to Auburn, so I'm excited about that but um I don't want to say something about this this I mean, it got reported and all that stuff, but I, I wanted to say something here, and I felt I needed to uh Kevin's still retired from Alabama, and Kevin was a mentor to me um he's one of my good friends uh taught me a ton. Um, didn't have to. He was as, as key to getting me to Alabama as anybody. Um, just respect the hell out of him. Uh, I think he's a great coach. He's a great human being. Um, so I'm happy for him. Um, you know, I saw there was a lot of report about, well, he needed this year to go to get retirement in Alabama. He doesn't even damn need to retirement in Alabama. Trust me, he's good. Um, he he's He's printed money for a long time. So he's coached for a, a long long time almost forty i think forty years I think yeah, forty a long time I think forty years he's been a head coach he's he's done it all so he's been an nfl coach he's he's done it all but he is uh he's one of the the best uh assistant coaches that you know out there one of the, one of my mentors and I love him to death and so I wish him well and I'll be looking forward to hanging out with him Edisto in south carolina he's got a he's got a nice house in Edisto off the off the coast there, um, a couple other things. here. Neil, a uh, lot of this there's going to be some more movement. We got the we got Ian Rappaport calling you over there
1: asking what the hell. No, it's actually my daughter. I'm just letting her know. I'll call her right back. Tell her we say hello. I will.
2: Um, a lot of Group of Five and FCS head coaches are about to start making moves to be coordinators in Power Five level. And I think uh, – Yeah, the group of five thing is becoming a really brutal job. There is a uh, – I'm not going to name There is a SEC school that's about to probably hire a group of five head coach as a coordinator. So, um, that the offer has been made. I don't know if he's taken it or not, but I think he is taking it. Um, but look for, look for that to be a, a trend moving forward because – you look at it, these group of 5 get head coaches are making between 600 and a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are some that do more. Yeah. But for the most part, you can put almost every group of 5 head coach between 600,000 and a million dollars. You'd never know from year to year, you can't build a program. You can't build a long-term program because you lose key players. I mean, hell, look at Kane. Kane's lot is going to probably lose his his best safety, his best defensive player, and his best offensive player to the portal this year.
1: Yeah, and well, probably too. It is.
2: Yeah, but you know, and then you look next year, Gio Lopez, when he plays next year at South. Yeah. He'll be gone because he's a dude. Yeah. And the whole world's going to see he's a dude. He'll be gone, and so it's it's very hard. Someone's going to offer him whatever five six hundred thousand dollars, and South can't do that. And That's that. Yeah. And, you know, we talked to Rich Rod, you know, on the show, you know, our last calling show we did, and you know, what do you do? You gotta you you go get a kid that and you start him and he go he plays well. somebody offers him <clears throat> sixty, seventy thousand dollars, you can't do that at that level. They're gone. So trying to build a program is very difficult and you don't know if you're gonna win this year or next year. So when you are hot, now you get to go, I'm gonna get a Shit, some of these coaches are going to get a million-dollar raise to go be a Power 5 coordinator is what they were making as a head coach.
1: Our friend Corey Clark, Clark Ford, Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. He wants to know, why is Jason Candle still at Toledo after all these years? That is a great question.
2: Um, Jason ha- has been a hot name. I think it's kind of like the uh, um, Matt Campbell scenario. Yeah. I think that he's been there so long and he did not go when his name was hot. And it's like there's a saying in coaching is sooner or later that they're going to stop asking. And so um, I think he's probably ready to do it now. He's a great coach, man. He's been – I mean, talking about the offensive mind now, the guy's got –
1: It's a little bit of the Matt Luke deal at Clemson. It's yeah. Kind of, if you don't eventually get back in, people are going to quit asking you to get back in.
2: You know, Matt Matt was asked – I don't know. Well, you know. I do know how many times. I what, four times
1: legitly? That five li- times. I know of at least two or three. Yeah, yeah.
2: four yeah. or five times that were like significant. I mean, I mean, like big time money.
1: So but I mean, here's an in. example: he took the he took the job at Clemson instead of the head coaching job at UL at ULM. Yes. Yeah,
2: that was. I think that was pretty. Well, it was probably for about twice as much money. That's my point. <laughs> yeah.
1: ULM probably could pay him five to six. Yeah. Clemson's paying him. I would one guess. Point,
2: well, it averages out to a one point one. Yeah. So I think he got three, three point three. I think is what he got. Um, but like last year, I mean, he had a he he came really close to taking one last year, really really close. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was away from home, and it was for but it was for even more money than that. It was for a ton of you know ton of money. But sooner or later they're going to stop asking. And you know what are you going to do? You're forty six years old, and what are you going to do? You're just going to play golf for the next sixty years, or mm-hmm. it might be a long time, next forty years. <laughs> You know, it's just second half of your life to be a professional golfer. Um, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, would
1: that be so bad?
2: Well, I did get asked about him
1: a lot at the convention, but here was, here was kind of what, like,
2: we've... You I, mean, I don't I, even
1: golf, and yeah. you told me, hey, you can go play golf every day for the rest of your life. Yeah, but here's...
3: <clears throat>
1: excuse me, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good.
2: Here, Here's the deal, is... When it comes to, like, when you're that young, and coaching, it's like here, right? So I still live in Oxford. Well, when we got fired, like, that's all you know. Like, your friends are the guys that you work with because you spend – that's your friends, your, your close circle. Yep, That's who you can trust. That's who you hang out with, you go drink beer with, you play golf with, you're playing – and then when you get fired, okay, or you retire, whatever, all your friends – or doing something else and I, I've told you this uh, privately I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast before. when because I get asked all the time do you miss it do you want to get back in Do you miss it you know and I was okay for the first five six months and then when August came around all of my friends that I used to pick up the phone and talk to well hell, they're working they don't have they ain't got they they'll call me back or text me back but you don't really talk to your friends or your your social circle anymore the hell they moved away and got another job or whatever they've done and august was hard Mm -hmm. august was hard for me and i'm not a i'm a glass half full guy as you like to say uh that was as close to, uh, to being depressed as i've ever been in my life was that august and but when that was the covid year and when they kicked that bitch off finally in september or whatever like second third week of september that first 11 o'clock window that was on, I watched the first half of whatever game it was, and, dude, I was sick. And then at halftime, I ordered a pizza. <laughs> I went to the refrigerator, got a beer. and I was like, sat back down. I was like, this shit ain't so bad. But with all that being said, now I got busy with Quick U. Now, you know, I, I'm yeah. busy my own thing. Sure. But if you're playing golf and, like, the one thing is like, all right, you're dropping the kids off at school. You're going to go play golf at 46 years old. Do you know what the age group of the guys playing golf at uh, 9 o'clock on a Tuesday at, at the local country club is?
1: Good, 30 years older than that.
2: So your friend, y'all don't have a whole lot in common. So you, it's not like you're creating a whole new friend group. You right? Know? I mean, y'all don't have kids the same age and all that stuff. So after about two years of that, it gets a little old yeah. at this age. Now, when you're 60, go knock yourself out. Like my man Steele, he's going to go to Edisto. Steele's 66 years old. He's going to go to Edisto. Man, you know what he's gonna do if he feels like playing golf. He's gonna go d- drink coffee and play cards and do whatever he does. And and at, at Edisto, tight ass fairways though, man. Yeah. So you gotta of keep course it, you gotta you gotta keep it gotta keep it because a lot of water on that course on Edisto. So a little different, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the difference. Um. All right, now we can officially talk about this. I'm so curious on your thoughts on this. Okay. This was probably the most interesting conversation, like big picture conversation that I had there. Talked to a lot of Big Ten coaches. Got a Big Ten. I'm going to hook up with a big, add a Big Ten school today. That's why we're doing the show early. Awesome. Let's go Hawkeyes. Let's go. No, we'll nope. no, Damn. To Hawkeyes. I keep
1: wanting to make it happen.
2: Well, uh, well, we'll talk. A lot of Big Ten and SEC coaches talking about this we got the playoffs coming this year, by God. And since the season is officially yeah, over, yeah. I feel like we can talk about it now. Okay. And this is the thing that's already being talked about. It took I over. I, I bet
1: I know. Without even looking at the sheet, I bet I know. Are you on, have you looked at the sheet? I have not. I've not, looked at the sec- right. I've not looked at the second page of the sheet intentionally. Okay. What do you think it is? We'll play a game. I think that coaches – paid attention to the final week of the NFL regular season and thought, okay, what do I do next year if I'm in the playoff no matter what? And so the last week of the regular season in the college game now is the championship week, okay? What do I do if, even if I lose this thing Saturday, I'm Ohio State, even if Michigan we just beat Michigan, now I gotta go play them again, even if they beat me twenty four points. Just kick our ass it's from the scoreboard standpoint. I'm in the playoff. I got a decision to make. How much is this buy worth to me, as opposed to how much is getting a week of rest? getting healthy, getting on schedule, and having a home game in week one of the playoffs worth to me. That's one thing. The second thing is the coach that looks at it and goes, do I got to win Saturday? Do I have to play this game to win it? Do I, balls, balls to the wall here? If I do that, I might get some guys hurt, might get a bye, and in two weeks, I don't have three or four of my guys, and we're not in shape to win in the national quarterfinal game in Atlanta or Dallas or Glendale or wherever. That's what's coming is the strategic weighed against, and this is where it's different than the NFL game. In the NFL, the fans get it. Fans are criticizing Dan Campbell this week for Laporta getting hurt. In the Lions game. What were you doing? What difference does it make for the two seed? Get healthy. At the college game, let's say you're Lane Kiffin. All right? Lane Kiffin. Ole Miss hadn't won an SEC championship in modern history. They haven't done it since the 60s, I think. Yes. Okay. So the number of people that remember the last SEC championship. I'm not picking on Ole Miss. Don't yell at me. But. If it was sixty years ago, do the math. You were if you were in college the last time Ole Miss won the national championship. You're, you're not your, listening to this show, or you're in your eighties. <laughs> you don't like me. You sure as the you're not listening don't, to me? You're listening.
2: Sure as the hell don't like me, so yeah. you can't listen to this show anyway.
1: <laughs> so the majority of those people weren't alive. I mean, it was the Kennedy administration or the the literally the Johnson administration, one or the other. I think Jay. I think it was 1960. I could be wrong on that. But if that was someone the case, in here says 1962. I don't know whether that's true or not. I don't I don't know. John F Kennedy was alive the last time. If if that's the case it was literally the Kennedy administration. Yes. Okay. Cuban Missile Crisis. So if that's the, if that's the case my point is most people don't remember and there's an emotional attachment to I want an SEC championship in my lifetime. Yep. And if you're laying, let's say your team is 11 and 1. Okay? You're 11 and 1. You're in the SEC title game, which means you finished first or second in the SEC, which means you're in the tournament. You're obviously in if you win. You got to buy if you win. But if you lose, you're still in. What do you do about that game? What do you do about guys going into that game who kind of don't really need to play Saturday? I feel like you cheated and looked at the sheep. I did. Because that's pretty much verbatim. Well, I, this was a mailbag question also. This oh, was, was, was fresh on my mind. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: so so so, you're you're 100 right so it's
1: what do you do about that now if you're georgia if you're kirby all right you're kirby next year you're 12 and 0 and yet you got seven eight guys that are banged up it's just simple we've won sec title winning an sec title is nice it ain't gonna matter at the end of the day it's all about winning this tournament i'm not playing those guys we're gonna go to atlanta we're gonna play the game and if we win it great. If we don't, so be it. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to get ready for this tournament because I think if we're healthy, we can't lose. You're going to get in
2: a situation because it's like, here's the discussion, right? You're you're 100% what you're talking about. That's that's the concern. There's there is another concern too with this same thing. Alright, so one is, is if you're let's say, take your first scenario, okay? So you got let's, this year, you have Alabama versus Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay? Alright, is there you had a very in, you had eleven and one.
1: Eleven and one Bama, twelve, 12 and 0 Georgia. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Either way you're getting in. Yeah. Okay. In that scenario, in that scenario, I think they both play hard because the winner is guaranteed a bye.
1: Right. But like Georgia went into that game with some injuries and he tried to kind of <laughs> nuance some guys. I think in, in next year in that scenario, he just gives those guys the week off. He plays the game and if they can win it, they win it. But he's going to get those guys healthy because in his mind, he's like, if I can get Bowers healthy, if I can get McConkey healthy, if I can get these guys healthy, we're going to be tough to beat yes. in a playoff. Because Georgia sat and watched the game on Monday night and went, we'd have beaten both of these teams. Oh, yeah. Whether they would or wouldn't have, I don't know. But I they, guarantee you that's what he, that's what he thought. Yeah. He thought we would have beaten both of those teams. And I would have said, yeah, if you're healthy. Right. So he would have said, you're right. At which point he would have said, so the key is get healthy for this tournament. All right. Second scenario, kind of what you're talking about here.
2: Here's the, here's the bigger problem. And this is what – that is problem one, right? They're worried about that. Here's problem two. All right, let's say we get in a scenario next year, Neil, because right now is Georgia going to be in your – let's talk about playoff contenders. Let's name them.
1: In the SEC? Georgia. Georgia. Alabama, Alabama. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Missouri.
2: Missouri. You can never count out LSU ever. Okay, in Tennessee. Tennessee. That's it. That should be it, right? It? It? Up, that we're not is. Missing either, no, that's right? it. Okay. So that's six teams, all right, that we're saying, hey, well, what if like the – and we're not playing east and west – oh, Texas.
1: Oh, yeah. Te- and OU. Almost half the – no, not OU. They're going to be good. Okay. They're
2: going to have something to say about
1: it. Well, they if I'm, get, if, if I'm adding OU, ways. I'm throwing Tennessee out.
2: Okay. So look, all right, so let's call it seven. Okay. Okay. One of the two. All right. So you got seven teams that today we're going. You're going to look at a situation, and this you're not playing East West anymore, right? You're playing schedules. Mm-hmm. All right. What if we get in a situation because now we're to the SEC championship game? We're taking the first and second place team. Is that correct?
1: Yes. First so there, and there is no first and second go to Atlanta.
2: There is no East and West. Correct. So you can end up a 12 and 0 Georgia, mm-hmm. and there could be four, 10 and two teams. Sure, probably will be. Mm-hmm. And we and both of these coaches. I mean, both. In of them, this scenario, what
1: you want is you want to be
2: third. That's literally what I got. I just, what I was looking, That's what I have written down. You don't want to be second. Coaches want to be third. Because now, don't. if
1: I go play this game and I lose it, I'm three loss and I'm out.
2: You're three. That's so. There's two concerns with it, right? One, you don't want to play it because if you get to the, you could go to the SEC championship game, mm-hmm. get a third loss, mm-hmm. and not be in the playoff. Yep and you could not play the game and be in mm-hmm. and have a bye week because you don't
1: play in a championship game. Well, you wouldn't have a bye week because the buys are going to go to the champions.
2: No, you don't have to play in a championship game. That is your bye week.
1: Oh, yes, yes, for sure. Yes, I see what you you're see saying. What I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. So they want
2: to finish third, mm-hmm. get in the dance. And have some right? time off. And have a week off. Or and well,
1: and in this case, you would have a week off. You'd have almost three weeks off because the games aren't until December the 19th, 20th, and 21st.
2: Yeah, well, you yeah, you'd have three weeks off, based in long, unless they readjust. The no, calendar. that's well, that's
1: how they're doing it this coming okay. year. Because we were we were having this conversation in Atlanta with the Peach Bowl people, because Atlanta next season is hosting the Peach Bowl on January the first, which is a national quarterfinal game, and they're hosting the national title game, which is like January the twentieth. Gotcha. So, so, he, so we were talking about the schedule. The schedule is going to be. It's one of the reasons that the coaches are like, "Hey, we got to fix this signing period thingy," because they're playing. They're playing first round games. I think it's the nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty first. The winners of those games go to the quarterfinal games. On the yeah, in the, the the quarterfinal games are ones on New Year's Eve and three are on New Year's Day. Yeah. So
2: you want to, but you want to finish third because how about what if you had you go to the SEC championship game and you lose and you're out of the playoff? Yeah. Like that's insane. It sucks. That's and sucks. then forty
1: forty of your guys opt out of the citrus bowl.
2: Yeah insane it's where we're headed that's where we're headed yeah but that's uh no
1: you're gonna be instead of trying to win the tiebreaker you're gonna be like oh you know what hey we hey you got it boss you got the tiebreaker hey, it's man, hey, eli
2: go knock yourself hey, out.
1: congratulations Congrats, man. boss go, now, go at, win. at that point he has to look at it and go well we got to go win this thing and if we do win it hell we get a bye all the way to the first to the to the quarterfinals
2: all right, let's let's go let's go last scenario here. You ready? I'm asking you asking you a question. Mm-hmm. Would there ever be a situation? And I saw somebody, I apologize, I'll I will try to recognize you once I see it. Somebody early in the chat, and I and I didn't think about it until just then, it did hit me, and I almost agree. You get a situation where you got a ten and one old miss. Mm-hmm heading into the egg bowl next year. Mhm. That pre-season's that egg bowl. To be third.
1: A win but, makes them third or a l-
2: A loss they still are third. They were sec- they're going to be second. You got an undefeated Georgia, you got a 10 and 1-0 miss. They go to the egg bowl and they pre-season it. So they don't go to Atlanta. Oh. Boy, that's gonna make that's gonna Oof. make the fans
1: happy. Oof. That'll make them fans happy. It's the difference between it's the difference between the NFL and the college game, it's the, but that will even itself out because it's a pro sport now. You're paying or, the players. It's all about the playoffs, and when it's all about the playoffs, it's all about the playoffs. It's like the Browns. The Browns basically forfeited the game to the Bengals on Sunday. They did. That's they? a rivalry game. Yeah, the game matters to Browns fans.
2: Or better yet, you're an eleven zero
1: Ole Miss team. You know you're in you rest hey well i mean you don't you, you, you do. don't you don't play questionable players in that scenario
2: no i mean look let's play you're it 11, out. you're 11-0 Ole miss you're already going to atlanta and
1: jackson dart's got a bum shoulder
2: you're 11-0 Ole miss you're already going to he atlanta. doesn't play in the egg bowl. even if you lose the sec championship game you're in okay yeah no, you're going d- to atlanta you're 11-0 do you play your players in the egg bowl
1: not the ones who have anything wrong
2: do, if you're alabama do you play your guys in the iron bowl
1: not the ones who have anything wrong
2: like that's going. That's I mean, going if I've sh-
1: got guys who are questionable, yeah, no. The answer no. They don't play.
2: That's going to be so
1: wild. I treat it the way that I would do it if I were an NFL team. And that's where
2: you know people like Nick, people like Lane, people that have been in the NFL. Kirby's been in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That understand that, that that's what they'll probably do. Coaches, Harbaugh, what you have to. If do. Harbaugh was still at Michigan, it's things that it's NFL what you guys have would do.
1: to do. You if if you go, you got a couple of wide receivers who. kind of banged up and the doctors are like yeah if you give him another week or two he's going to be better a lot better you play him i mean maybe he's okay gets hit the wrong spot it gets worse and they're not trying to lose the game they're just not playing players you're making decisions yeah you make personnel decisions based on the situation and the answer is no you wouldn't you would you would not play those players as opposed to if it were a game in a regular season where it was this rivalry game and everybody's like, hey, man, if you can walk, you play in this game. No, it's different because the game doesn't mean anything when all that it's about is the playoffs. At the end of the season, are people going to remember the rivalry game you lost or the playoff game you won? Well, same thing in the NFL, right?
2: Of uh, course. The The Browns go and beat Houston this weekend? Well, not one person say anything about the Bengals getting smoked by the of Bengals Of course not. Week. Joe Flacco stood on the sideline. He didn't play. Didn't the Colts one one year were undefeated and sat Peyton and those guys and they lost the lost
1: the last game of the season. I think so. Yeah, something like that. I mean, but the you have a decision. Want, to the year make. they wanted, I think. I think you have it. You just have a decision to make. You have to be a steward of your franchise.
2: Bradley Gilbert in the Cooper Chevrolet chat said, "Where did Kirby coach the NFL? Miami. He was at the Dolphins with, with, with Nick. At The Dolphins. Um, last thing we'll end up on this, Neil. We'll be right on time, dude. you were so. I'm getting so good at this time thing." A lot of, obviously, a lot of talk about there were so many opt-outs. The Florida State scenario um, where they had all the opt-outs. I mean, bowl games, opt-outs were very rampant. Mm -hmm. A lot of talk about the new deals this year with collectives. I've heard of two in particular that are putting in their deals with a kid. They're back-loading the time. So, let's say, they here's what usually happens. They get paid by the month. Right. Okay.
1: So now several collectives like it this way because if you don't, if the kid doesn't play in the bowl game, he doesn't get that last month's payment. And they can put that forward for the next class. So that's what they're doing
2: is they're put, they're backloading the payments on the collective deals, right. To where a bulk of the money that they're owed, are enough to make them want to play in the bowl game. So if they opt out of the bowl game. You win is, because you don't have to pay. Yeah, they're opting out because they're going to the NFL and they're just to get paid anyway. They're mm-hmm. not opting out to transfer, right? So they're going. So you don't end up uh, losing unnecessarily uh, unnecessary players, and you're playing with walk-ons and in, in the secondary and all kinds of stuff like that. So um, I thought that was interesting, pretty smart by the collectives to doing that. So hats off to whoever came up with that idea. That's pretty good, Neil, my friend. Let's see how many how many uh, mentions you think I got right now. On my thing. Ooh. A bunch. Let's see. Several hundred. Oh, here we go. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm getting smoked. I can imagine. I don't have time to read all this
1: shit. No. I'm still scroll. Look at this. Watch this. They're ready to. They're ready to ridicule you. You need it to happen. It's tw- Look. <laughs> It's it's one fifteen in New England. Oh, here I think where did it start? Hang on. Oh, we're
2: still going. There's it is. It goes from here. It goes from here. Yeah. From here. yeah. <laughs> hey, to all our all our folks up in New England, love you guys. Yeah, love you guys. Um, yeah, that was that's gonna be fun. I can't wait to I can't wait to pick at those.
1: Is there, a, is there a witching hour today that when it doesn't happen by a certain hour, you're like, well,
2: no, because I know who told me. Yeah, it's gonna happen. So you know who told me. I do. So it's going to happen. So he's not just, he ain't making shit up. <laughs> no, no, I, w- I wouldn't think it could be today. I mean, I w- the thing said today, if it's tomorrow, it's tomorrow, whatever it's happening.
1: All right. We will, uh, we will wrap it up there. Don't know what next week's schedule will be. We'll let you guys know when we know some of it just depends on how I feel and my ability to maneuver and move around and things of that nature. But we will, uh, we'll we're getting get closer to a normal schedule.
2: time is a coming
1: we will have a a normal schedule at some point here in the next couple weeks certainly so uh we'll keep you updated on that for uh tyler i'm neil don't forget we've been brought to you as we always are by our friends at uh, rain total body fuel 300 milligrams of natural caffeine bcaa's electrolytes zero sugar it's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals so check them out on instagram at rain body fuel to learn more For Tyler, I'm Neil. Until uh, next time, have a great weekend. Enjoy the first weekend of the NFL playoffs. Take care.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.